Welcome to our 50th episode. We are so glad that you are here. We have an exciting episode discussing some unexpected elements that really help you as a coach and you as a leader build relationships with teachers. And if you are interested in learning more about how to get additional support at the beginning of the school year and throughout the school year, feel free to reach out to us. There are links in the show notes. Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever had a day you wish you could just duplicate yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, with the Sydney platform, you can complete all your coaching cycles, track goals, and connect your teachers with relevant resources all in one place. You can maximize your time and maximize your impact. As a special offer for listeners of Coaching the Whole Educator, Sydney is giving away an opportunity to use a Sydney coaching package for free for the remainder of the school year. Go to sydney.com front slash TWE to learn more and claim your free coaching package to start saving time. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash TWE or click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. Today, I have Mary Kingston Roach on with me. She's a TED talker and ha- like has a really interesting perspective on skills needed uh, for high impact coaching and leadership. So I'm really excited to talk with her about it. But before we dive into it, I'd like to welcome you to the show, Mary. Thank you, Becca. It's so great to be with you. And hello, listeners. Great to be great to join you today. Yes. So um, before we talk about this skill, I would love you to share with everyone uh, what has been your journey within education? Sure. So uh, I landed on teaching because I loved working with kids and I knew that this was one of the most important ways you can make a difference in the world. So I moved across country from Massachusetts to Oakland, California, and taught middle and high school English for three years and absolutely loved it um, and love working with young people, but couldn't turn away from a lot of the inequities and injustices, whether it was inadequate funding and resources or the way we um, didn't support students who needed extra support. And so wanted to take all that experience into policy to try to address it at the system and policy level. So got my master of public policy and moved to DC where a lot of that stuff happens. And for the past 13 years have been working at different nonprofits advocating for uh, adequate and equitable uh, federal education funding and policies for a whole child approach. Through that process, I landed on the concept of curiosity 
as this really powerful quality and equality that we're all born with and maybe sometimes forget about and can help us get unstuck and live a life of greater well-being, meaning, adventure, and impact. And so since then, I've been on a journey of sharing that joy of curiosity with others and how to do that and want to bring it into the education space to help uh, coaches and leaders like yourselves to reawaken your curiosity, not only for your well-being, but also to have that greater influence on, on teachers, on their well-being, and ultimately on, on student curiosity as well. I love this so much. And you and I were talking about all the ways bringing, really utilizing curiosity in leadership and coaching relationships and how it impacts having a growth mindset culture Mm -hmm. at your school, teacher retention, teacher resilience, teacher efficacy, Mm -hmm. general school culture, and strengthening those coaching relationships, right? You know, how often can you say this one skill can impact all of that? Mm -hmm. That's right. Curiosity, it's it's almost being your own therapist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that we we still need therapists, but um, in, in the sense that you can ask yourself questions to ask, you know, why am I feeling that way? Why am I thinking that way to unpack it in a curious kind of positive way instead of being down on yourself or seeing things as good or bad or right and wrong. It allows for a lot more nuance in life and ultimately for us to um, feel like we can grow the growth mindset, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and one of the things that I'm really passionate about growth mindset and really like clarifying for everyone what isn't growth mindset, right? It's not just like making kids excited to work hard. No, that's not growth mindset. (laughs) It's not just effort. Uh, And it's not just a way to get them to do what you want, right? You just, you know, just say you haven't done it yet, right? No, that's not it. And curiosity is a wonderful way of actually bringing a growth mindset to ourselves, to other people, and fostering that culture in our school. The, my first question is, how does bringing curiosity impact all the things I mentioned earlier, teacher retention, resilience, efficacy, school culture, and even coaching relationships? Yeah, it's a great question. And it, it thank you for naming those things because it really does have these multiple ripples benefit and multiple, multiple positive ripples and benefits. But the great thing is uh, we were all born with it. I mean, think back to... When you were a baby or a kid, um, it was just innate and so powerful in you that no one can stop you from the amount of questions you wanted to ask, which is amazing. And um, so going back to to your question, Becca, I think um, the first place I'd like to start to answer this would be to say that, um, as as we all know, um, kids model what they see us do and, mm-hmm. and how they see us act, right? So if, if we can reawaken in ourselves and... Um, and model that curiosity, whether it's um, being self-reflective and, and maybe that's sometimes pausing before reacting and thinking, you know, how am I feeling? Let me let me uh, check in with my emotions before, you know, seeing something that I don't really mean, or whether it's um, instead of making a judgment or assumption, um, being curious to ask a question to understand better, kids are paying attention. And so whether that's a teacher in front of students or, um, you know, you're a coach or a school leader and, and they see that in your interactions with everyone, they're going to, they're going to, um, take their cues from you. But when there's a, you have a challenge in your school, um, instead of saying, you know, as a school leader, this is how we're going to approach it. And we expect you to do X, Y, Z. 
by inviting people to share their perspective on the root cause of that problem and really getting clear on the different perspectives of what's causing that. And then coming to asking uh, your colleagues in the school to say, you know, what do we think are some good solutions here based on these problems? That empowers your colleagues, whether it's teachers or whoever in the school, to see themselves as part of solving this problem and, um, and really democratizing that instead of feeling like they're being given orders, which we know that teachers all too often feel like that. Um, I think it's a, it's a great way to approach um, coaching conversations. And Becca, I'm sure you addressed this in other podcasts where uh, the, teach- the art of teaching is, is really personal at the end of the day. You know, it's someone's craft. And so to approach a coaching conversation with that sensitivity and compassion and care and coming from curiosity allows you to have that empathy to say, um, you know, instead of saying, I observed you did that, this, I wouldn't have done that, or that doesn't align with our policy or practice, but to start with a question, start with your observation and then start with a question. Can you tell me a little bit more about, uh, about that? Um, you know, what was your goal and how did you feel about how it turned out? Um, is it change shifts the entire tone and how, um, the, the teacher will, will see themselves as, being uh, a learner and in that growth mindset space instead of feeling like they they aren't good enough, right? Mm-hmm. So um, absolutely affects all those things. And um, I think not just empowering them in terms of the instructional side, but also that school culture will lead to greater uh, teacher retention and resiliency and just a more positive school culture that you can ultimately model and, and empower students as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's a distinction of learner's mindset and judging mindset and curiosity is such a great way to have a learner's mindset around that. Curiosity is such a great skill. Um, and uh, I don't want to call it a tool, right? But something to normalize in school cultures that actually engages teachers. This is, we are sharing a concrete thing for you to bring Mm -hmm. into your own leadership and coaching practice, everyone that is listening. Well, (laughs) Becca, you just made me think of something that would be really cool for a school to do um, for anyone listening and wants to try this. And and let me know if you do, I'd love to hear about it. But so in my, in my tennis talk, which Becca mentioned, um, I share, I offer some ways, some practical ways that people can strengthen their curiosity and it absolutely, curiosity absolutely is both um, a quality slash mindset as well as a muscle that we have to tend to, right? So some of these practices are things like asking great questions, active listening, which is a real skill these days when we can be just so distracted, um, seeking out diverse perspectives. And that's not our, our default, right? Uh, Where our minds are programmed to just go to what's most familiar. So you really have to be intentional about saying, what would be a different opinion or perspective on this? And let me go seek it out. I think that's another point relating to curiosity is with anything in life, it's, it's how it's not what, not only what we do, but how we do something right. Mm-hmm. And curiosity gives you that frame of mind and that skill set to come to approach people and situations in life with that frame of positivity and collaboration um, that can really make everyone feel empowered. Early in my career, when I was coaching teachers, One of my jobs was to help them bring curiosity to their students. So I'd go into classrooms and I, I was tasked with have your teachers, um, 
teach care, teach with curiosity, have them allow their students to be curious about things. And I cannot tell you how much pushback I got. And it was like overt pushback. Like we don't have time for that. I have to teach the standards. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And it is not, we do not assess curiosity Mm -hmm. and curiosity absolutely supports the things we're trying to do with our children, teaching the whole child. Right. We are, it is, it is supporting their well-being. It is supporting literally the amount of information they are learning. Mm -hmm. So we are not wasting time, uh, being curious and coaching conversations with teachers, uh, and having them experience curiosity. It starts from leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is not. And, and, and back then I had to really have strong conversations with teachers around. It is not a waste of time Mm -hmm. to allow your students to be curious about what they are learning. From what you're saying, Becca, it's like you said, it's not just just another strategy. It's not an acronym. It is really an enabling condition for learning. Mm -hmm. And it is um, more a philosophy about learning and the purpose of education than it is, you know, um, one course in your professional learning session or... um, or just one other program. So it can feel like you're, you have an avalanche of requirements coming at you that drive the compliance. And so it can be hard at first, I think, for teachers or school leaders to, uh, to listen to this and say, yes, right away, we're going to change everything because you've got other things you got to do. But what I would ask you to consider is, you know, think, think about when you see students most engaged in learning, you know, why why are they most engaged? Likely it's because they're really curious about the subject and they, they're engaged in the format that they're learning. So, you know, I'm thinking about action steps, right? We were talking about the importance of, of curiosity. And I'm thinking, you know, if if you know those of you listening to this this episode, right? If you did one thing moving forward, knowing what you know now about curiosity, right? And I'm thinking about tell less, ask more you know, what if you went out and practiced curiosity with one person, maybe one person that you're, you feel safe with. It's a practice and it could be your, your partner. It could be your children, right? It doesn't have to be someone at school. It could be a trusted colleague at school, right? Um, practice with someone, just choose one person, right? If it's like, Ooh, I actually tell a lot. I'm not that practiced in that. Right. And start small and, um, and grow your curiosity practice. <laughs> People talk about like having a spiritual practice, right? Have a curiosity practice. I think that could be really powerful moving forward. Things I, uh, to add on to that, uh, maybe um, anytime you find yourself doing like negative self-talk, like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that or I'm not good enough or whatever, replace your negative self-talk with curiosity, mm-hmm. you know? And you said this earlier, Becca, Becca like ask yourself like, why am I feeling this? Why am I saying this? And then um, it helps you kind of not keep going down that that train that can lead to that negativity space, but get curious and then kind of adjust yourself and say, okay, you know, I had that one incident and I, I learned from it. We can always learn and we move on and we grow. And then the other um, challenge would be um, when you're about to state or, or when you're about to make a judgment or assumption, you mentioned this earlier, replace that with curiosity, replace that with a question instead to learn more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find, uh, because my, my coaches and leaders are so solution oriented, they sometimes have trouble. Like I'm not 
I'm not judgmental. I don't have judgments, right? You all have judgments. I say this often <laughs> in my, in my episodes, um, a place to look for judgments. If you're like, I don't, I don't see any judgments. I'm so open-minded. Uh, look, look at your complaints. Your complaints have judgments in them. And then you could even like list out your complaints and start getting, asking questions about the decisions you made <laughs> about your frustrations with that situation or person. So um, we have to wrap up. This has been such uh, an engaging conversation for me. So thank you, Mary, for coming, sharing your expertise around curiosity. Uh, if you could share with everyone, how can they find you if they want to learn more about you and what you do? Of course. So um, I'd encourage you to check out my TEDx talk for a good kind of 13 minute overview of the power of curiosity. And hopefully that will get you excited. So um, uh, just look up Mary Kingston Roach for TEDx talks. And then um, my website is livecurious.us. And my TEDx talk is also on there. Um, livecurious.us on my homepage, you can subscribe to my newsletter where I share some um, uh, uh, bi-weekly inspiration and research and opportunities to engage like the online course. And then feel free to shoot me an email at livecurious2022 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Becca, so much for having me on. This was really fun. Thank you again, Becca, for having me on. Yes, thank you for being here, Mary. If you are interested in learning more about Mary's work, we will have more information and links in the show notes. And if you are interested in bringing the whole educator in for professional development or additional coaching to support your instructional coaches and leadership in retaining teachers in hoping to build teachers so that they stay and thrive, feel free to contact us. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.